Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, you know, you listen to the news every day and you get brainwashed and I don't know which side you're listening to, if you're listening to the Fox News side, if you're listening to CNN side. Uh, But the bottom line is both sides are brainwashing you. And what's happening from all of this just wackazoid programming from both sides is that today's American male is lost. He doesn't know if he's supposed to be aggressive or he's supposed to be passive. He's lost. But what is happening is that the people in our society have started to realize that they're lost. And they have started to come to the conclusion that living this life of quiet desperation isn't worthwhile. Now, the people that are actually coming to that conclusion the quickest are the young kids of our age group that the younger generation, the X, Y, Z, whatever generation you want to call these new generations, are seeing that their parents lived lives of quiet desperation. Yes, they had jobs. Yes, they had 401ks. They had savings accounts. But the reality is, is that, you know, what do you do? If you grow up in a family where there's no father, where divorce is very high, I don't know what the number is, and or there's somebody like me who's on his third marriage, you know, they try it and it didn't work. They try it again, it doesn't work. Try it again, hopefully it works. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe there's four or five in the works. The bottom line is that's because society has an unsustainable outlook or point of view for what a male is in our society. And as a male, we don't know what to do anymore. You know, with the Me Too movement out there, we don't even want to talk to females. You don't want to talk to them at work. You don't want to talk to them on the street. You don't want to talk to them at the coffee shop. Uh, You know, what do you do? And women more and more want to see men in purple and pink and color your hair and put you know, gauges in your nose and your ears and weird stuff. And the more whacked out and weirdo you are, the more they think that you're attractive in our society. Now, remember, this isn't everybody. This isn't my generation per se. It's our kids' generation and then their kids' kids. But what are they, what are they coming back against? They're coming back against a broken belief system. That broken belief system is the ones we grew up with, which is that working yourself to death is the absolute most positive thing you can do in life. And yet, as we've heard many self-help people say, and I've coined this statement before, I've never met a person on their deathbed saying, you know, I wish I would have worked a few more hours. I wish I could have made a few more dollars. You just don't hear it. It's not what's really important in life. And so today, I've got a couple of things here I want to share with you. I've got a couple of emails from people that are very insightful into the way people feel today. And then I have an article, 
which is part of the programming that we're putting up with. Um, I probably could have found 100 articles. I just happened to see this one, pulled this one out because it just was an example of the point I'm trying to make today, which is people don't know what to do. Our younger generation doesn't know what to do. My kids have almost no work ethic at all. And they go, why? Dad doesn't work and he's a millionaire. Everybody else I know, all of my the family on the other side of the family, they work like a dog and they don't have anything. These people work hard and have nothing. My dad doesn't work very hard and has everything. So how do I reconcile that? How do I believe that everything my teachers who are broke and unhappily married and have kids that are drug addicts, how do I believe these people whose lives are totally destroyed, yet they are the people held up for me to look to, to fashion my life after? How do I, in that scenario, in that world, how do I exist Happily, That's the question everybody's asking. And they're not getting an answer, guys. They're not getting an answer. So today I want to go into a few of these things and point them out to you. The first one here is an email I got that started all this, stimulated all this question for me. And I'm not using anybody's names because these are real personal emails. But it says, on a separate note, as I get older and watch my little children grow, I realize more and more how I and just about every man I know grew up in a vacuum of knowledge on what being a real man is. My father brought our family to this U.S. from Soviet Union when we I was a kid and worked his body um, and worked his body broke supporting our family. Don't even know what that means. Broke his body. Certainly, I consider him a great man, especially seeing things relatively. He's the reason I have the life and the opportunities I have now. However, in his incredible nation, oh, in this incredible nation, I see very little of the effort my father undertook for his family in other men. As cliche as it sounds, it really seems most men are content to not mature and in fact seems to be prideful of their ignorance. The debt, alcohol, and failed marriages and external procrastination are accepted as norm and are taught to our younger men. I don't know if you've ever intended your podcast to ever inspire men to want to become true men, but you definitely had the influence on me. Thank you once again. So I'm, I appreciate whatever compliment he's giving me, but I don't know what it is. Because I don't know what a true man is. I don't know. You know, nowadays they want you to be able to get in touch with your softer side. Right? What is a real man anymore? We're not supposed to fight. We're not supposed to yell. We're not supposed to chase women. What is a real man anymore? Is it somebody who blindly closes their eyes and works themselves to death like this man spoke to about his father? Is that a real man? To destroy your life and work yourself to death? Is that a real man? What is a real man anymore? It's hard for us to pick that apart. If anybody wants to add to this conversation, I'd be happy to hear other opinions. My opinion is which is just one of you know, 400 million people in our country. My opinion is simply, I don't know. Um, but I know what they expect out of human beings. 
And I know what I expect out of life. And I know that in life, you have to go after those things in life that are important to you and enjoy them when you find them. Life is a journey. It's not a destination. And if you don't enjoy the journey, then, you know, you spent your entire life getting to someplace that really, in almost every case, will be some type of a anticlimactic letdown. And if you've ever had a goal in life, you've seen that happen. You got there and you go, boy, that's all there is. So if you can't figure out how to live life. So what I've done is I pulled up this um, success magazine um, article. There we go. And uh, it's called 10 Things That Exceptionally Successful People Do on Weekends. So it's interesting. I don't know what they do during the week, but exceptionally successful people do this on the weekends. It says it's one thing to be successful, and it's another thing to be exceptionally successful, right? But to attain a high level of success, you have to be willing to put in the work. Because the theme of modern-day careerist is this. How do I get more done in less time? So while a lot of people see the weekend as a time to hang out and relax, exceptionally successful people have a different idea how Saturdays and Sundays should be spent. Here's how they spend their weekends to set the tone for a week of crazy productivity and work. Whew. That was hard just to read. Do you follow me? Here we are. We have the, the assumption that successful people are at work all week long grinding it out. Right? Grinding it out. And then on the weekends, what are they going to do? And what this article basically comes down to is, well, we should grind it out on the weekend, too. Before I read you this article, though, I want to read you an email somebody sent me. Uh, Again, I'm not going to give the name because it's so painful. But uh, it was basically a questionnaire of, you know, why did you join Lifestyles and, you know, what got you involved here and so on and so forth. Kind of roundabout. And I want to read this to you. And I know it's not appropriate to read things over the radio. uh, But this is a little bit higher intellectual clientele. Our clientele is a little higher intellectually than people just want talking heads to spout off stuff to you. You have to be able to have a basis behind stuff. So this guy, and I don't want to just paraphrase it because then I'm coloring the real pain that this guy is trying to share. It says it was about six years ago that I first heard about Lifestyles Unlimited program on the radio. At that time, I thought it'd be a really interesting idea and I wanted to learn more, but I was going through an ugly divorce. There we go. And everything else in my life went to the back burner. I got through that, changed jobs, and moved on. I heard the program, heard about the program again about a year ago when I was out to lunch and decided to investigate it. it I am a true type B, and I spent time on net investigating lifestyles, looking at various reviews. So he's saying, you know, I'm skeptical, and I'm going to do some good research before I go get involved. But listen to what he's already explained to us. He went through a life of quiet desperation moment. Ugly divorce. Not just a divorce, but an ugly divorce. And then it was so ugly that he had to change jobs and move. Wow. Is that what it means to be a man? It means to go get married into a a, a relationship and a marriage that destroys you as a human being? Now, you could say, well, Dell, let's be fair. Maybe he's the bad party in the thing. Yeah, maybe he is. 
And let's say he is the bad party in the marriage. But where did he get his training manual? Where did the book on life come from? Did he follow what his dad did? How do you relate? How does society relate when social norms are changing and roles are changing in our society? He goes on and says, and he said, you know, I, I said, what prompted you to decide to join up and get started? He said, well, I enjoy my job. I don't live for it. I work so that I can afford my out-of-pocket, out-of-work hours. I've never associated my identity with my job. I have dreamed of being able to spend more time with my children, my friends, and doing sorts of things that I want to do, like fishing, traveling, and hiking, etc. In an unrelated conversation with my mom a couple of months back, she said the most profound thing to me. Most people think that luxury is expensive cars and big homes. I think that luxury is being able to sleep late and the ability to do things that I want to do when I want to do them with whom I want to do them with. And I thought this was the most profound thing that I ever heard. I want you to remember that because when we get into this, what you, the world is telling you should be, it's not that. I have people that come through my program that are no longer in my program because they get to the other side where I've taught them how to become millionaires. And they become egomaniacal to where being a millionaire is no longer enough for them. They have to be a mega, 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 mega millionaire. They have to be the most, the biggest, the best millionaire of anybody you've ever heard. They've got to advertise and market themselves and make themselves seem important to everybody around them. Because just being successful enough to get a life back is not important. It's more important to be busy 24-7, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, doing stuff to be more, quote-unquote, successful. Whereas this mother right here is saying, hey, none of that's success. Success is having the free time to do what you want to do with your friends. And I totally agree with her. Goes on and says, people always talk about 9 to 5. If I have to work, I'd love 9 to 5. I'd love 9 to 5. But the truth is, it's really 8 to 5. My boss is really a go-getter, and in this office... Uh, gets in the office early and leaves late. If I want to remain in his approval, my 8 to 5 has just turned into a 7.30 to 6.30. I have to go back to work after lunch, so I never really consider lunch my time. It's more like borrowed time and something I have to work through. Then I had a one-hour commute each way on my job, and now I'm working from 6.30 to 7.30 a day. That's over half my day and no way to live. What's the point of being able to afford life out of work if you never get to live it? Additionally, I work on the oil gas industry, and the cyclical ups and downs are draining. I would like to exceed my current income so that I could just walk away from oil and gas if I wanted to um, when the company went under the next time. Security is really attractive to me. I'm looking forward to working with the team to build those passive networks. Um, I'm excited to find pa- building passive income, being able to spend more time with my children. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. effects of what happened in 2008 and you compare it to what we are hopefully coming out of right now, real estate has definitely shown 
its resiliency. It is provided for people not only a place to live, but a place to work, a place to raise their children, a place to teach their children, a place to prepare all of their meals. And that's really where the rubber meets the road, is that there are are two things that people have to have, and they strive very hard to have them, and that's a roof over their head and food on the table. And if you are investing in something related to either of those two things, you are going to have a winning strategy. And in addition to that, you're providing something of value to the people around you. And creating a win-win situation while creating wealth and passive income for yourself is the best life you can get. Real estate is resilient. You should have real estate in your portfolio. Join us for the next live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing an almost impossible topic, which is what does it mean to be a real man in today's society? And uh, since I don't have any real answer to that question, I'm looking at what different factions of our society are trying to get you to believe. And the hypothesis that I'm trying to present to you is that because the, the general society out there is telling people such ridiculous stuff that the kids that are growing up today, the younger people, younger than me, um, are seeing life as something where socialism would probably be a good good idea. In other words, working hard for to get ahead, like this gentleman was saying that his dad did, that most of us did, worked hard to get ahead and so forth, uh, doesn't mean anything. And that it really is just a social construct that is outdated. Nowadays, people should do as little as they possibly can. And at the same time, they should uh, expect the government to take care of them from cradle to grave, which is what you're seeing if you listen to the socialist, uh, far left, political extreme group that's out there right now. Uh, That's where we're going, right? And since they're growing up and there's more of them being born and we're dying off and there's less of us uh, going to be around, they're going to win. It's going to happen eventually and socialism will hit United States of America. And there will be the very, very elite people, you know, and they will be rich because they're elite. And then there'll be everybody else, which will be basically in poverty. And so that's where we're going. We know that's where we're going. You know that's where we're going. There's no way to stop that because there's more younger people and they're bringing more illegal aliens in. So there's more people at the bottom to vote out those people at the top's ideas, right? So what I've been doing today here is I'm just going through why is this gentleman saying that he's seeing these younger people think this way? Because the younger people are smart enough to know that the lies they've been fed didn't work for their parents. And since it didn't work for the parents, they're not going to believe the lies themselves. So let's go ahead and read this success article, 10 Things Exceptionally Successful People Do on the Weekends. Now remember, this is the weekend after you've already worked, like the gentleman wrote in his article. He's working from 6.30 in the morning till 7.30 at night. He leaves the house at 6.30. He's home by 7.30. He's already given up his entire day, five days a week. So I read on. What do they do? Number one, they wake up early. Apple CEO Tim Cook 
is said to wake up at 3.45 every morning, including on weekends. It's wrong to assume because it's a weekend you need to stay in bed until midday. Successful people still get up early because they know it's time is precious and shouldn't be wasted no matter what day it is. There you go, guys. Right now, we're giving you something to believe. Get up every day of the week at 3.45. Whew. Man, your parents struggled to give you a better life. We all struggle to give ourselves a better life. And even so, what we need to do now is to have no life, right? Monday through Friday and on the weekend, this guy gets up at 345. Number two, they read, you cannot negate the power of reading. Okay, reading and staying abreast of what happens in the travel industry, which is what he works in, puts me in position to discover those things the competition apparently doesn't or know about. So what we're talking about here is, hey, I have a job. I have a profession. I need to be reading every day to stay on top of my profession. Probably not a bad idea for a successful person. All right. But again, it's a lot of work to stay on top of any particular subject that you're going to stay on top of. Number three, spend time to reflect. As Socrates says, and oh, by the way, I'm sorry, and that was on the weekend, right? There's no time during the week to read, so let's take our weekend and read about what? About what we're enjoying? Our hobby? No. We're reading about work. Remember, this is what we do on the weekend. We're going to read about our work. We've just done 6.30 to 7.30, 6.30 in the morning to 7.30 at night, Monday through Friday. Now, Saturday and Sunday, we get up at 3.45 and we read about our work. Number three. Spend time to reflect. Socrates says, unexamined life is not worth living, and successful people follow the philosophy using the weekends to look back at the work week. By reflecting on your week, you can focus on the improvements you need to make. Um, <laughs> the improvements you need to make on next week, starting Monday. There it is. We're going to spend our whole weekend mulling over what we did last week and mulling over what we're going to do next week. Whew. I'm exhausted just explaining this to you. I hope you see that, that our kids are hearing this and they're going, there's no way. This is insane. Number four, they make time to pursue your interests. Successful people know chasing success shouldn't mean they don't have to forget their favorite hobbies. A weekend offers you the opportunity to be creative, whatever it is you like to do most of your time. Well, that's nice of them. You can give us a little hobby time. Number five, they give something back. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't even know what it says on here. It just basically says that 70% of successful people give something back. Um, and I believe in that, too. See, at least five hours every month, they're giving something back. They're donating their time uh, again. So I'm trying to figure out how you get all this in. I guess you get up at 345 in the morning. Number six, they disconnect. Successful people know they have carved out downtime where they put away the phone and don't check emails. I don't believe anybody does that one. Uh, the weekend's most ideal time to do this. I don't believe any successful people completely turn off all this stuff, although I do. And the way I do it, and the reason I do it is because I leave my phone uh, on the charger somewhere, and I have a giant house, and I walk around, and there's no way I can hear the phone. And I have no idea. I see that people called me or emailed me or whatever, and I get back to them, but I don't carry it around with me. And so I miss a lot of in-the-moment type things. So my life isn't driven by every time my phone doesn't make me jump. In other words, connect with your family. Weekends might offer a busy, successful person enough time to spend with their family and friends. Might. I like that. Might offer <laughs> uh, time for busy people to spend some time with their family and friends. Might. 
get that, right? Number eight, they stay in shape. Exercise can be refreshing. Come on, guys. Don't be ridiculous. You can't work out on Saturday and Sunday and stay in shape. That doesn't make any sense at all. Exercise has to be every day. Spending time with your family and friends has to be every day. Um, Disconnecting, you need some of that every day. These are things you should be doing Monday through Friday, not on the weekend. Uh, Number nine, they build momentum. Successful people don't settle for average. There you go. They're always focused on excellence by keeping up the momentum. The weekend is a good time to put things in perspective and gain clarity to refocus on your most important goals. There we go. We're back to focusing on Monday through Friday and our goals because we just don't put enough time in at 6.30 to 7.30 during the day every day. That's not enough time to focus on our goals. We got to do it on the weekend so we can maintain momentum. And number 10, they plan for an upcoming week. (laughs) I guess that's what we just said. (laughs) Uh, You work 16 hours Monday through Friday. Get this. Jack Dorsey has an insane work ethic. He works 16 hours Monday through Friday. That's exactly what this other guy just said. But he makes sure his schedule allows him to take off Sunday or Saturdays, and he uses Sundays to plan for upcoming week. Need I say more? There it is, guys. He's spending his Sundays to plan for the next week. His Saturdays to review what he did last week. Does anybody even have a life anymore? So when you say I want to spend time with my friends, you know, my wife is out with her girlfriends today. She's out with all the neighbors in the neighborhood, and they're having a good time. It's not Saturday. It's not Sunday. It's, uh, what is this, Wednesday, midday Wednesday. She's out having a great time with all of her friends. All of her friends uh, have passive streams of income, too. They're all wealthy uh, with, you know, assets and so forth, so they can afford to not have to work during the day. They're out having a good time, right? So you're doing it during the week. I'm going to work out. I'm going to get done with the radio show. I'm going to go work out. And so I'm not waiting until the weekend to go do that. I'm doing that right in the middle of the day where you're at work somewhere. Right? You look at these things. Um, and you look at the cost of living. And you think about, you know, worrying. We went out yesterday. And we had stopped for dinner. And um, we, we ate dinner, midday lunch, whatever it was, lunch. And we got done. We saw a store, you know, right across the parking lot that sold stuff that we were interested in. And uh, so we went over and walked in and, and shopped around. Lo and behold, said, hey, let's get one. Boom. And we bought something right then and there that we wanted. Um, no big deal. No worry. No hassle. No saving for it. We have plenty of money. And I'm not bragging on me. Don't think that this is about me. There's hundreds, thousands of other Lifestyles members, thousands of other people beyond Lifestyles people that have this quality of lifestyle. And it's not, these conversations are not intended to impress you, but they're intended to to inspire you and to allow you to see the other side that you don't see, you can't imagine. I remember when I was a kid, right? I remember when I was a kid. I couldn't imagine that a guy came into the gym every single day drove up in his Jaguar, got out in his nifty little sweatsuit, and came and spent four hours in the gym every day playing racquetball, sauna, steam, massage. And I always wondered what the guy did. One day, I had the guts to go up to the guy and go, hey, man, what do you do for a living? And the guy looked at me, just as calm as can be, and said, I own real estate, son. I own real estate. From that point on, I knew. It's not just about money, guys. It's about the quality of life. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. 
you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.